Show number nine of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Now it's recording. Nine. <laughs> this is show. Nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. I can't believe it's number nine. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it seems like a really long time since we've done this. I know. <laughs> so what is um what is first on our list for tonight's listening? Tonight's listening. Let's let's talk about this thing that we just watched because it's just so fresh in the mind. Okay. Right now. Um this is <laughs> This is a tape that Lena gave me as a gift, and it's, it's the tail end of the tape. It's got some other stuff on it, too, but what this is is an appearance by Bill on Beat the Clock, and we know it was 1974 because on the show he plugged Want to Go for a Ride, right. Little Girl, which right. Impulse. A.K.A. Impulse, which, which we've talked about before. And, and we know it was 74. Yeah. So here's gorgeous, wonderful Bill um, on this. I cannot believe that in 1974, game shows were this Cheesy. Oh my god. So the, the total budget for the show must have been what, like ten, twelve dollars? If that, I mean this makes the Star Trek sets look real wow, high tech. This unbelievable. Is... So if you remember I vaguely remember Beat the Clock. I, I as don't. a kid I used to watch it because it was silly. You got to see yes. adults doing these very silly things and now watching it as an adult I look at it and go, Holy God, I can't believe they did this. <laughs> so everything is made out of cardboard when they have People do these stunts. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what the hell Beat the Clock is, we should explain this. Okay, yes, and so, if you can explain it, my hat's off to you. All right, so I think, <laughs> let's see if I can get this right. The premise of the show, it was a game show, and instead of answering questions, you had to perform physical stunts in order to beat the clock. So whatever you had to do, whether it was like, you know, shoveling pennies into a jar or something, it was timed. And they had a giant clock that looked like one of those things at the carnival when you spin it. That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. Carnival. Yeah, yeah. So um, usually it was like, you know, 30 seconds or 60 seconds where you had to do some task. And the way that they always presented it was that it was it's a seemingly easy task, but then they'd put some twist at the end, like you had to do it blindfolded or right. with your feet. Or something, yeah. just to make it really hard. But not hard enough so that everybody lost. I, I think they made sure that people won because they didn't well, want them to feel bad. Who cares? The prizes were crap. And this is the thing. I know that earlier than this, dating game was on and newlywed game, and they at least gave away, I don't know, refrigerators yeah. and stuff. These prizes It was crap. money. They was, were shit. So, like, what did those first, the, the, the losers got? Three hundred and seventy-five dollars, I think, which is <laughs> and enough for like cents. cab fare and a pizza. So and it's two couples and a celebrity, Bill, Bill. who sits between the two women because he's he done them both. Yeah. And they have to do these tasks that all involve Bill, and they're all silly and stupid. And then he had to do a solo one. Oh, right, at which the involved. End. He did get a stick rings and, over the end of a stick. Yeah. Which you'd think would be bizarre enough that we'd be dwelling on it, but we're not because it gets even stranger. Yeah. The winning couple got to go for the, the grand prize, which was probably $385. <laughs> and we're going to post the, the movie of this yeah. on the website, but it's this young husband. This gets really kinky, so please make sure there are no young children listening. Not work safe. Yes. Um, the young husband has to kneel down on the floor 
blindfolded. You know, I don't think he was actually blindfolded. I think he had on goggles okay. to prevent the cups from, like, blinding him. <laughs> Maybe so. But, but okay. I'm betting that he could not really see out of those goggles. <laughs> yeah. Because they looked like welder's goggles. And he had to hold a paper bag in his mouth. In his mouth, with his hands tied behind his back. Yes. Tied. While William Shatner stood in front of him on a platform. Right. And kicked plastic cups at the guy who was trying to catch him in this bag in his mouth. Right. And here's the really kinky twisted part is the wife's involvement mm -hmm. is that she keeps supplying Bill with more cups. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's astonishing. And again, we are such masters of technology. <laughs> technology. That, okay, we have a, a film that is a copy of 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 a videotape mm -hmm. of this show. So you can imagine what that quality is. And we're playing it on TV and we're making a home movie of it with my digital camera. Right. And that's what we're going to post. Which is then compressed into a quick time movie. <laughs> Which is what you're going to say. And put through chompers and goes through the really, space maze. Really. But it has sound. It has sound, so you can hear this cheesy, cheesy, oh, cruddy music. Like the worst kind of roller rink music you could ever <laughs> hear. And you know, It's they, what they play at the roller rink Sunday morning when right, the old right, folks right. are there. And, you know, the other thing is that it sounded like there were maybe ten people in the audience. You know, like, I guess they had to pay them to be the audience members for this. But the thing that we noticed immediately after seeing this whole thing <laughs> was that Bill doesn't like to lose. Does not. Does, does not. He is so, so focused. He is going to do this. And I think if, you know, if the guy hadn't caught the cups, which he did, <laughs> Bill would have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> totally. He has to win. He has, He's so well, competitive. Remember recently when we saw him on the Tony oh, Danza show? Yeah, yeah. And they're playing a game like how I know Shatner or something. What was Shatner trivia? And Bill is so determined to win that he slammed his fist down so hard on the button to ring in that he hurt himself. <laughs> He's amazingly competitive. And to his credit, he, he won. He did all the things that he was supposed to do That's in the show. Right. He kicked the cups and he shoveled the confetti and he got the rings over the end of the stick. And, and you were saying, has he ever lost at anything? And yes. The infamous $20,000 pyramid. Oh, that's right. And he was so mad. He threw the chair across the set. Oh, that was so funny. We should watch that again sometime. Definitely. Although I'm afraid it would break my camera if I filmed that <laughs> orange shag carpeting they had on the set that, you know, glows like nuclear waste oh, or something. Oh, man. But, yeah, if you haven't seen that, too, that's lots of fun. It's he and Leonard yeah. on Pyramid, and Bill and his partner are about to win, and Bill makes a fatal error, and he flips out. He does. <laughs> he does not. And then later he win. has the gall to say, it's not that I mind losing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody cracks up. Yeah, right. And he breaks the chair. He does break the cheap yeah, chair. Yeah, so. it's amazing. So Bill on Beat the Clock, what a treasure. Yes, and it thank you for that. The other thing, I do want to talk briefly about the other things that are on the tape. Oh, uh, sure, sure. There are two episodes of Wild, not Wild Wild West, um, Barbary Coast, Coast, a show that Bill did in the 70s with Doug McClure, who is a stick of wood, really? and I don't mean in a good way. And it's a, it's a Wild Wild West ripoff. Mm -hmm. But in the one episode, the woman that he's doing, when we watch it, we're going, who is that? that she's familiar. She's been on Star Trek. She's been on Star Who is that? Who is that? Are you ready for this? Tell them who it is. 
we were shocked. So, of course, as as good geeks, we watched the episode. I'll have to look up the title because I can't remember it right now. And we, we did IMDb, and we look up the guest stars, and the woman is the same one who later on, years later, what, 30 years later? Yeah. Well, no, not that many. Okay, 20. Okay, 20 15, years later. 15, 20. Played Perrin, who was Spock's stepmother. Yeah. So, kinky. This is our kinky show, because we've talked about Beat the Clock S&M. Right. And, uh, and some, some very kinkage... Now we have Shatner sleeping with Spock's mother. In stepmother. the Old West. In, in the, the Old in West. In a time travel episode. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> also in one of those episodes was Shatner's then wife, Marcy, playing a character named Tranquility Jones. <laughs> That's right. Who kept all the cowboys happy. <sighs> and her entire characterization consisted of sashing around a long skirt with her hands on her hips. Yeah. She had a lot of the hands on the hips yeah. thing happening. Yeah. Well, that's how you show you're a tough, capable woman on stage. And I know this because I have theater experience, <laughs> and they, they teach that in the more advanced acting classes. The premise of Barbary Coast was really strange. Um, that Shatner, do you know, remember what his character was? He was like a master of disguises, right? In every yeah. episode, he dressed up and disguised himself as something else. So it was kind of running with that Trek idea. I mean, we've talked about how often he and Spock play dress That's up. That's true. So he was just doing that. <laughs> the ship's costumer. But, uh, you know, for somebody who lived in this town, the costumes that he put himself into were not really convincing as portraying him as somebody else. Well, didn't he play a Chinese man yeah. in one of the episodes we Yeah, watched? with a real stereotypical kind of also Chinese accent. Yes. Really bad. Yes, yes. Really but pretty bad. But Doug McClure was, was, is so much worse. Oh, he is. And, He's uh, terrible. He was phoning it in right from the set. Yeah. Oh, the other thing about the Beat the Clock, you're definitely going to want to watch this movie that we've posted because you're going to think we're on drugs making this up until you see it. But, um, you know, he, he looks great. Oh, he does. Totally. Even, you know, in a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. <sighs> he was slim. You could see chest hair. Yeah. His butt looked good. And if the quality had been any better, probably you could have seen a lot of basket. Probably. But unfortunately... Because we know it's there. Uh, well, it's of course there. it's there. It's always there. And, and the very first time we watched this, we were immediately sure that he was banging both of those women. Oh, and yeah. And probably the little prop girls who were helping, <laughs> too. Because they were wearing very short skirts. Yeah. So it would have been easy. Yeah. But you I mean, knew it. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to hear something really weird? <laughs> sure. I think our audience would like to hear it, too. Fire away. Last show, remember we watched Trials and Tribulations? Yes. And I'm so into this and the reality of it that I almost turned to you and said, do you think he did Dash? Because <laughs> how could he not? How could he not? She well, looks great. You know, if, if they'd had more than, like, an hour, Yes. But they were only there for an hour. I don't but think he had time. My point is <laughs> that William Shatner and Terry Farrell, is that the name? <laughs> yes. We're not filming this at the same time. It's like, did he do Khan? You know, he and Montalban were not in the studio at the so same time. So there are two time. separate things here. This is There's Trek reality and there's... Right. So did Kirk do Dax? And, yes. And yes. Okay. So, like, if he had the time, yeah, he definitely yeah, did. But it. did Shatner, Shatner do Farrell? I don't think so. Yeah. Unless it was, you but know. But that was going to be my question. <laughs> did you think Bill did her? <laughs> and you would have said yes I out probably, of habit. Just automatically. And just to make me happy because you're that kind of friend. Well, you know, what woman that he wanted to do did he not get to do? The one. The one? There was one. The one who, um. The one who played, uh. Barla MacIvers. Oh, right. 
Because she's snippy and snotty, and she's, you know. Yeah. He came on to her, and she turned him down, so now she says he made faces during her close-ups. Probably trying to evoke an emotion, because she's bad. Oh, she's bad, bad. Yeah. And he had worked with her before. Yeah, we, we saw her in that, that nurse's the episode. The nurse's thing, and I'm sure. Maybe that was the beginning of it. Maybe he wanted to do her then, and she turned him down, and there was just bad blood between them. You know them. who else he didn't do? Ilan the... of Troyes. Oh, because they hated each they, other. And she still hates him. Because I saw her at a con, her first con, and she had a little signing table, you know, where there's pictures. And she had a big sign that said, don't ask me about William Shatner. No, no. <laughs> but you're looking at all the pictures, and there are no pictures of uh-huh. her with him. There are pictures of her as Elan. Oh, that's so funny. But um, Well, that was because... So that's the two women he... We don't even know if he wanted her. Maybe he hated her so much, but yeah. I think, you know... She's a woman. She's a woman. A beautiful woman. Yeah, and she was on stage with him, and so, you know, yeah. in between acts... Once he'd gone through, who is it, the director's girlfriend Friend. and, you know, the prop girl and the costumer. Yeah. And the tech director's the, girlfriend. Yeah, which took a little planning. The choreographer's girlfriend. Yeah. Or boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever. <laughs> you know, he probably would have said, you know, I really should do the leading lady. I'm a pro. <laughs> oh, shit, now I'll have to fuck her. Right? <laughs> Gotta live up to that reputation. Poor Bill. <laughs> Got it tough. All right, let's take a break. Yeah, we beat the clock, so we're taking Woo-hoo. a break. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. No, not a real commercial. This is just to tell you that you can find us at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com where you can leave us messages, you can leave us suggestions, or you can send us email. This whole podcast was recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. This show is part of the Out of This World Entertainment on the Sci-Fi Podcast Network. TSFPN.com. So the next thing we wanted to talk about is uh, the presence of William Shatner on the internets. Now, as we've mentioned many times before, he has his own website. Wait, first let me say, he is only on the best internets. (laughs) If you're on dial-up, you're not going to get any Shatner. That's true. So WilliamShatner.com, where um, stuff is posted allegedly that he says... Or, well, he doesn't type. Now, okay, this is something I wonder <laughs> about because I think he has to type. You think so? Well, years ago, when he was still a Canadian actor and working mm-hmm. in Canadian radio, he wrote scripts. That's true. And he did not have the Garth Stevenson's people writing for him. So yeah. he had to at least, you know, hunt and peck to get That's a script true. out. I wonder. I, mean, I, I don't wonder think now. he's a whiz on the keys like you and me. But <laughs> So stuff is posted there yes. that comes from him. And um, there are things to buy and all that. And, in fact, um, the last con that we went to, we stopped by the booth that they had. And I broke it. Yeah. I broke the website, which was great. And it was, it was um, only in preview then. Yeah. And, and, and I saved and you the day fixed by it. bringing it up. You fixed it, which was So amazing. we got Shatner Madness. It was great. I broke it. She fixed it. It was a perfect combination. Which is almost never the way it happened. <laughs> but it was because it was Shatner's website is yeah. why it happened. 
Um, there are other interesting sites on the web that are devoted to Shatner. There's the Church of Shatnology. Yeah, but which, that's more snarky. There's some more snarky stuff, but we just found a really interesting site that's at Shatner.org, not William Shatner, but just Shatner.org, and it's called the Home of the William Shatner Museum, a website museum dedicated to the greatest living actor. Woohoo! I don't know anybody who's going to argue with that. No. Um, and there are exhibits. He calls them exhibits like it's a real museum. And when it, you click through, you get to see all these pictures that he's amassed. And, and I think some of them are um, pictures that he's taken of things that he has. They look like digital pictures yes, he took of. Yes, of his collection. Uh, uh, you know, like toys and spoons and uh, little tchotchkes and, and we stuff should take like pictures of our That's true, of collection, our collection and, you know, post some of those yeah, things. Yeah, We have some fun stuff. We do. Um, and then there are some really nice pictures right here on the front page, including a picture of him with Marcy and one of his daughters, and he's showing quite a lot of chest hair, which yeah. is really very, very nice. Yeah. You don't get to see that too often. No. You know, I, I Ooh, guess everybody should know. I mean, they shaved his chest mm -hmm. for Trek and also for uh, Impulse, right? Yes, and, and for, for Hawaii Five-0. That's right. So we don't understand that. I mean... Why? Well, listen, I've been meaning to tell you this. Somebody posted ages ago to his bulletin board when it was first up, and people really thought he was, like, right there and going to, you know, just get right on it and everything. And so they posted questions, and there was one person who was just totally insistent about why did they shave your chest hair and kept posting and posting, and, of course, he never responded, and other people speculated, mm -hmm. but it wasn't Bill. And she got really foaming at the mouth about the thing, going, there must be a reason, and you know it. Why won't you tell me? <laughs> Jeez, well, you're scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was a communist plot. It was, and they won't reveal it. That's so weird. Yep. But I don't really understand why they shaved his chest, because they certainly didn't shave Nimoy's chest. I figured that one out, because I've heard... That Roddenberry, you know, had this idea of this is what a hero looks like, smooth-chested. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nimoy wasn't the hero. Oh, that's true. That's true. No, I, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, we have often speculated about who got the job of shaving Shatner's chest. Well, you heard about the practical joke Nimoy played. Oh, yes. That's yes. in the, one of the books. Yes, that's fun. But, uh, yeah, who got to shave his chest? Ship's chest barber. Ooh. Was it the makeup man? Was it the makeup man's little... Female assistant, one wonders. Yeah, one can dream. One can dream. You know, it's a good thing. So I'll just tell this little story. Um, occasionally, Star Trek costumes come up for auction on eBay, and once they had one of his shirts. And the amount of speculation that went on between the two of us about mm -hmm. the condition of this shirt was pretty obscene. Yeah, I would say about whether there were any like little chest hairs attached to it or. If it smelled like him, or yeah. just all sorts of things. And just to show you how uptight some people get, there is a, there is a pair of Nimoy's trousers that have made the rounds of fandom. You know, somebody <laughs> spends too much money on them, owns them for a while, puts them up for auction, or sells Metacon again mm -hmm. for more and more money. I mean, it's it's an investment for fans. But um, I was in an online group years ago when I was still into Slash, mm -hmm. and somebody there had owned them for a while. Oh, wow. And was saying, you know, she had owned Nimoy's trousers. <laughs> and so I said, did you sniff them? <laughs> and, my God, I was practically drummed off the board <sighs> for for being so, I don't know, honest, I guess <laughs> is the word I'm looking for. Isn't that what we're all thinking? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> 
Well, that's so why, you know, if I ever get a hold of a pair of Bill shorts, damn if I'm letting that bitch sniff them. <laughs> you and me, that's it. We'll just need some private time. Yeah, <laughs> with the shorts. With the shorts, <laughs> definitely. And that's I'm why busy. I'm with the shorts. <laughs> that's why this show exists. Leave a message. So we can talk about things like that. Uh, you know, I was crushed that I wasn't able to um, win the auction on that little uh, fur halter top that Nona wore in Private Little War. Well, remember we were gonna hot. we were gonna bid on the Mirror Universe. Sash, oh, the sash! But... <gasps> Woo! Oh. That would have been good. Yeah, that would have been really good. Okay, so into a whole weird area. None of this here. is on Shatner or no, but, no, no. But there's a really nice picture of him drinking a bottle of Perrier. Yeah, and he's wearing some kind of T-shirt. We can't read what it says. So if mm. you can figure it out, let us know. But you pointed out he's got the uh, the Star Trek sideburns. So I'm thinking yeah. that was uh, during filming of like TMP or 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 Rathacon at the latest. It looks like TMP to me. Yeah, actually. me too. Yeah. So um, check out Shatner.org. It's a really interesting site. And definitely go to, um, what is it, View the Album or something that does the slideshow? Both of them. So there's two exhibits that he has up right now. One of them is the original grand opening exhibit, which has 57 different images in it. And the other one says, click here to visit the newest exhibit, which only has, I think, 20. And uh, he says that they're going to be adding more exhibits all the time. So if there's a new one up sometime soon, we will definitely mention it on the show and put up the link so everybody can go and um, see the cool Shatner pictures that are there. All right. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with some music. An obscure Earth dialect, Mrs. Bob. Oochie, coochie, coochie, coo. If you're curious, consult linguistics. time she said I want to live like common people I want to do whatever common people do I want to sleep with common people I want to sleep with common people like you well what else could I do I said I'll see what I can do I took her to a supermarket I don't know why but I had to start it somewhere so it started there. I said, pretend you've got no money. She just laughed. So that was a little bit of Common People, which is the lead off track to Shat- William Shatner's album, Has Been, which came out recently. Was it this year? Yes, this year. This and, year. Well, this past year. Mm-hmm. And it was just nominated for a couple of awards oh it should win it should win it's such a great record yes so 
it, that song, Common People, actually got a lot of airplay when mm -hmm. it first came out. And both of us wanted to get the record because we just wanted it. And I think we were both, because it was Shatner, you yeah. know, I was like, yeah. well, okay, we'll try. Um, and it's really good. It's really, really, really good. And the album itself, not just that song, but the whole album has gotten amazing reviews. And I'm going to be very honest here and say I was scared of it. I, I wasn't even sure really how I was going to feel about it because we all know the Transform Man yeah. album and, uh, you know, that that contributed to Shatner as a joke, mm -hmm. what he was attempting to do there. And I was very, very happily surprised by by Has Been. Has Been the is The content, just, the delivery, everything. It, it's great. So um, the album was put together with... Uh, the assistance of Ben Folds, who is a very accomplished musician, and he selected the material, he helped Bill with it, and organized the, all of the guest people who appear in it, who are really, really wonderful. And there were a couple songs that we wanted to spotlight in particular, and we're going to play some excerpts from them on the show. So Common People is the first one, and some of the songs on the album are cover songs, and some mm -hmm. of them are original things that, that Bill wrote, in fact. Um, and some of them are original things that other people right, wrote. Right, right. Like real, I think, right? Um... I'm not sure about real, but um, That's Me Trying was not written by Bill. Right, that's right. Yes. But it's still, not, it's not a cover of anything. No, else. not as far as I know. So on Common People, the guest vocalist is Joe Jackson. And I was just astonished to hear him, and I knew it was him immediately. He has such a distinctive voice. And I've been a Joe Jackson fan forever since his first album came out when, in like 1978 or whenever that was. And what an inspired choice to have him because the the lyrics of the song are all about a girl who wants to live like common people, a rich kid who mm -hmm. wants to do it. And the lyrics are just saying how ridiculous that is. You'll never know what it's like to, to really be a common right. person, a poor person. And Joe Jackson is authentically like a working class kind of guy. So it's very real coming from him. And he's so impassioned in the way he sings them. And Bill has been very poor at least twice yeah. in his life. You know, when he was starting out as an actor and living mm -hmm. on fruit salad from Woolworths. And then after track, when he was living yeah. in the trailer, I mean, this is not a guy who had it handed to him by no. any means. So it's, I mean, it starts off ironic, but I think it, it gets more real as the song goes on because both of them are singing about something that they know very well. Yes. And it's a great song. Yes. It's a really bouncy, upbeat song, but it's it, there's a lot of anger in it as well, which I and think is good. One of the things I like, not just about this song, but about so many things in the album, is... When you listen to Bill, like I have several recordings of him reading books and, and things like that, his love of language, of mm -hmm. the sensuality of language, you can tell that he loves the feel of words mm -hmm. in his mouth. And he'll never, you know, if he's got a song that has the, the same phrase in it, you want to sleep with common people, mm -hmm. he'll never do it the same way yep, twice. Yep. And There's you always something working there. And you especially notice that on the track that's called You're Gonna Die, yes. <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. It's all about everybody's going to die. And he has to say that phrase, you're going to die, what, about like 30 or 40 yes, times through the song? Yes, it's a lot. And it's different every time. Mm -hmm. It's a funny song with a backup choir. Yeah. You know what I would love to see is if they filmed any of the recording of this mm -hmm. because he's always saying you know he, he's not musical he cannot carry a tune but it's almost impossible for me to believe that he doesn't 
he doesn't have a sense of musicality, although it may not be tuneful, because his timing with the musicians, with the choir, when he comes in to say his line, and I can't imagine somebody sitting there cueing him to say this word now, because no. that's when it should hit. But like in uh, I Can't Get Behind That. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's perfect. It works perfect with the drums. Mm -hmm. It's it's great. So I Can't Get Behind That is a rant song that he does with Henry Rollins, who has done a number of songs like this, where the two of them are just going off about all the things that they hate, and it's very funny. They are so good together. And the percussion is wonderful. Oh. People going crazy, and it just works really, really perfectly. Mm -hmm. And especially the little comment at the end, yes. which is so Shatner. Yes. I was listening to it today, and I, I was reminded of that, where Rollins says, um, can, we do it again? can we do another one? Bill, can you do one more? Can you do one more? And Bill says can always do one more. <laughs> Which is so Shatner. Yeah, that's Bill. He's your guy. He's always the go-to guy. Always do one more. He's the pro. Yes. Um, so there are some, um, so something like um, You're Gonna Die is a very funny song, and I Can't Get Behind That, another very funny song. There's also some very, very serious and touching songs. Mm -hmm. um, one that we'll, we'll play a little bit of is a song called What Have You Done, which isn't a song. It's a spoken word piece that he wrote about um, his wife, Noreen. It has no music. No music it's, at all. It's just a spoken piece. And it's it's really chilling to hear him talk, because he hasn't talked about that ever. I've never seen an interview where he talked about her death. Um, he talked about the alcoholism. But not about but not what about happened. that, you know... I mean, it's a horrible thing to think about anyway, coming home and finding yeah. that situation. But So in case you don't know, his wife, Noreen, was an alcoholic and apparently when drunk one night fell into their swimming pool and drowned and he found her. Or went swimming or went swimming or, or something. Whatever. And, and he, he found her. And, and he had, you know, one of the, the most horrible things to me was um, days or weeks later when they played the 911 call mm -hmm. on the air. I, 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 not just because it's Bill. I really hate when they do that yeah, for any any sort of tragedy. But, you know, he, he dove in. He tried to to uh, to resuscitate her. He called 911. And this is a, a very brief piece, and it's not hammy. It's not wringing the emotion out of it. It's not cheapening it by using no, it that way. not at all. And he says... But a, it is a very honest piece. It's very honest, and the thing he says at the very end, which you'll hear in a second, is, is a thing that I think resonates with anybody who's ever been involved with someone who has a problem. When he says, my love was supposed to protect you, yes. my love was supposed to heal you, and it didn't, mm -hmm. and it never does. No, it never does. And it never does. Yeah. So let's listen to that right now, and then we'll talk about some of the other songs. I dove in with so little breath. In truth, I knew I was too late for death. I had one chance. I grasped her arm and floated upwards, wanting to stay below in the warm, forgiving waters. What have you done? I screamed to the stars. Then over to the shallow edge. She was face down smaller and more vulnerable than in life. Her curls wet around her ears and neck, her dear profile at peace at last. A finger in her throat sounded a click, her body still and blue. Is this what death looks like? My love was supposed to protect her. It didn't. My love was supposed to heal her. 
It didn't. You had said, don't leave me. And I begged you not to leave me. We did. Okay. So one of the 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 uh, the more lighthearted ones, getting back to that because that was that was serious. That was serious. Yeah, um, and it's one of my favorites. Is Ideal Woman, and I love it because to me this is the song on which Bill's great acting talent and his his way with words melds perfectly with the mood of the mm -hmm, music mm -hmm. that uh, Ben Folds has put to it. He's He's, um, it's lyrics about his favorite woman, all the things he loves about her, and he wants her to stay exactly who she is, but maybe that could go. <laughs> and his timing, the way he draws out certain words are mm -hmm. so funny, but the background music, the first time I heard it, I was roaring, because it reminded me of the Batman episode oh, with totally. Adam West, where he and Catwoman went on a date, yeah. and they went to a disco and they danced, and if you've seen, um... Pulp Fiction, remember John Travolta mm -hmm. doing the Batman dance? That's from that episode. And I said, this is the music they played mm -hmm. when Batman and Catwoman went to the disco. It's great. And it's, great it's just music. the perfect sort of commentary on what Bill is saying. It's very, very funny it's piece. And we're gonna song. we're gonna play a little of that too. Yeah. I want you to be you. Don't change. Because you think I might like you to be different. I fell in love with you. I don't want you blonde. I don't want you not to swear, not to sweat. It's you I fell in love with. Your turn of phrase, your sensitivity, your irrational moods. Well, maybe that could go. But everything else, I want you to be you. I want you to dance whenever you feel it. Up by the bandstand, in the parking lot, up on the table. Well, maybe the table could go, but I want you to be you. There are two more songs that I wanted to focus on, and one of them um, is called That's Me Trying. And it's an interesting song because he doesn't sing it. He speaks the lyrics, and there's no... Uh, there's a chorus, which is sung by um, someone else, but the music is very understated in the background, and the song is the form of a letter that... that he is supposed to be writing to a daughter that he hasn't had contact with in a long time. Now, he didn't write this song. Somebody else wrote it, but it very much parallels what his life has been. Do you think so? Well, not that he's been out of touch with them, but just that there are probably things he missed in their lives. Yes. I will confess, though, this is one of the songs that I almost never listened to. Really? And it, it is not because of Bill, but it's because... The message of the song, the the character of this dad just pisses me off. Oh, it's a hard song to so listen to. So much. I mean, I would slap this guy because he even says, you know, he wanted the easy way out. Well, he's still wanting the easy mm -hmm. way. He he wants to have a relationship with his children now that they're older and he thinks it's easier. And I just, ugh. It is. It, it's hard to listen to. I think that there that the reason he he wanted to do that song though is, is that he feels that there are elements of that in his relationship yes. with his daughters. He's not that guy. But there are things about it that are, are things that he probably did. Right, right. Um, and the, the thing that I found really chilling about that song is there's one line in particular where he, in the form of this letter, says to the daughter, you know, I wish I could explain, but I can't. And in the way he gives it a reading, it's not 
an excuse. It's a threat. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ask me about anything, that's it. This is over, and I'm not going to contact you anymore. We can't talk about the hard right. things. Right, and it's got to be on his it, terms. Totally that's on part his of terms. What, what grades on me. The other thing is, this is one of the songs where I really do not care at all for the music. It's too... It's too bland. It, it's very bland, yeah. It is very bland, and it's almost Muzak. Mm, yeah, And so to me, it, it's it's not working. It doesn't contribute to the song the way so many of the others do. Mm-hmm. The music on has been is as much a part of the spoken of the whole effect as the spoken mm-hmm. word is. But um, this one and uh, and the other one, jeez, oh, I'll think of it later. It's one that is so close to Burp Bacharach that I just thought, <laughs> hurl. Um, so the last song on the record is a song called Real, and it's such an interesting song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very personal to him. I mean, it's it's about him, really. And it's something that he said, but not so eloquently as, as, mm-hmm. as this, um, about what people think he is and what he really is. And what he's saying is, in the chorus, is, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I'm real. And it's a gentler way of saying, get a life. It is. It really like is. Like when he says, the next time there's a meteor, I'm not the guy to yeah. call. And it, But people have this expectation. The other thing is on that song, uh, the singer who appears with him is Brad Paisley, right. who is a country artist. Mm-hmm. And Bill was in Brad's music video of Celebrity, uh-huh. which is a, a real fun song. And Bill is very funny in the video of that as well. Um, it's supposed to be a setup where Brad Paisley is a guy singing it on a show, kind of like American Idol, and mm-hmm. Bill is one of the judges. And so th- there's kind of a past working relationship That's good. there. Well, it's a great complement of their styles. They really mm-hmm. work well together. And I get the impression from that song that on the one hand, where Shatner can get really pissed off about people expecting these things, he's also sorry. When he says, I'm sorry to disappoint you, you know, I wish I could be that guy. I wish I could save the world. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, remember Free Enterprise when we saw the special show and the director, Rob Burnett, was oh, yeah, talking yeah. about there's um, a segment in the movie, I, I think. Anyway, it's something about it was actually based on a real-life thing where Bill tried to rescue someone because right. he was so wrapped up in, I'm Captain Kirk, they expect me to do this. Right. I have to rush into the burning, burning building. building. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he's sort of coming to terms with it. it. Is. It's a great song and it's very it's very honest, which I like a lot. Um and it and it ends I'll I'm gonna play the just the very end of the song because it ends with him speaking that line. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I'm real. It's really good. One other thing I wanted to say about this record, why one of the reasons I like it so much is that um Shatner's voice has changed a lot since his younger days. Mm-hmm. In his Star Trek days and earlier than that, he had um uh a, a fairly rigid sort of tenor tone that could get really annoying when he was shouting things, mm-hmm. you know, very declamatory, very strong. And he's learned to use that. Plus his voice has just deepened naturally over the mm-hmm. years. And I love the way his voice sounds on this record because he's got that really deep resonant tone. Yes. And he clearly knows how to use the voice that he has right now. He is an expert at using his voice. And you can really hear it on, on the spoken word pieces. He knows when to make it louder and when to make it softer and how to, to choose the phrasing, you know, when to linger on something. It's just, it's a wonderful vocal performance. And it I is. think a lot of people probably don't even notice the skill and the effort that he's putting into it. But yeah. I did. <laughs> well, the other thing is, um, 
we talked a little bit about Transformed Man and how strange that was and, you know, his earlier recordings. Mm -hmm. And everybody laughs at Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and Mr. Tambourine Man. Yes, yes, they're big jokes. They're horrible. But if you listen to those and listen to the Shakespeare segments. Mm -hmm. Those are wonderful. And I have a, a, a tape that we've watched of him doing an appearance on the Mike Douglas show where he does, it, I think it goes from Hamlet soliloquy into it was a very good year. Oh, right, yeah. And it's a wonderful performance. Mm -hmm. It's it's fantastic. And like I said, I have um, tapes of him reading parts of Asimov's Foundation mm -hmm. and a wonderful short story oh, called yeah. Mimsy Where the Borough Goes. Yeah, the one where people drink all the time. <laughs> in Mimsy Where the Borough Goes. Don't you remember I no, told you that? No, Yeah, the adults in that are always knocking oh, back. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but his reading is so wonderful. And the other thing... I don't particularly care for his Trek novels, but I do have a couple on tape. Mm -hmm. And I like them a lot when Bill <laughs> reads them to me. But there's one where Picard is in the story and, uh, and Data's in the story. And when he reads their lines, he doesn't mimic them, but he puts enough of their voices into it that you know who it is. Mm -hmm. And I know Bill doesn't like sit around and watch TNG, mm -hmm. but he did his homework for this. Uh -huh. It's really, it's really wonderful he's a, a wonderful reader he wonderful is speaker. well i think he's he's an actor who can act with his voice mm -hmm. and not a lot of actors have learned how to do that on boston legal he does the same thing yes uh and, and especially in the the two shots where he and spader are sitting in their weird uh concrete <laughs> lounge furniture. chairs yeah lawn furniture out on the balcony yeah. and you can always read him by the tone of his voice mm-hmm not the words, but just the way his voice sounds. Yes. It's really, yes. really good. I'm so anticipating that coming back on, and just very shortly. It's yeah. not going to be too long now, but the two of them, I, they they play off of each other really well. Those characters are written really well to mm -hmm. work together, and the actors are more than up to it. Um, and Bill sang on an episode of Boston Legal. Holly Jolly Christmas. That was hilarious. He was singing the song, and halfway through... Oh, actually he sang on two of them. Well, I was thinking of the one where he He's went... He's at the office party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So halfway through singing his song, he spots this... Um, Babe. ...really good-looking woman, and she kind of winks at him, and he totally ditches his microphone and chases her into the kitchen. And it's great. He puts the microphone on the tray of a passing the waiter, waiter, just leaves the stage and leaves his backup singer's... Up there to finish the song. And well, he goes off and bangs this woman. Well, and he said in in an episode where he was rehearsing, and that's mm -hmm. where he sang Holly Jolly Christmas, and Alan Shore said something to him like, oh, I didn't know you sing. He goes, oh, I always do a number at the Christmas party. Helps me get laid. <laughs> and he was right. And he was right. But Bill doesn't need any help. <laughs> he doesn't need the help. Like Roseanne said, he's a sexy old thing. <laughs> so, has been. We like it. We think it's a good record. Go out and, and buy it or download it from <laughs> iTunes. iTunes, yeah, because you can get it on, you iTunes. Get it on iTunes. It's a it's a good thing to have. And please enjoy the end of the song real
and that guy you've seen up there on that screen. I am so much more. And I wish, and I, I, wish I knew the things the you things think, you think I, I do. do. I, I would change, change this world, this world for, sure. for sure. But I eat, but I eat sleep, breathe, sleep, and bleed, breathe, bleed, and feel sorry to disappoint you.